Welcome to another episode of Life's 3x5's podcast. Liz and Tim have created the ideal conversation formula for them. Everything begins with what's on a 3x5 index card. It can be anything and it can go anywhere in 30 minutes or so. If allowed, they can somehow magically become connected by a single word. And now, today's unscripted and unpredictable conversation between two longtime radio friends from a remote location with Liz Wilder and Tim Larson. Yummy, yummy, yummy. That was so freaking amazing. It was. I'm blown away. I'm still trying to read my notes because I'm like, oh. I've never had so much fun just walking around with a guy. Nick was the guy that showed us around. And, you know, we're slopping in the mud because it's a farm. Uh And then we walk into this beautiful area that is their brand new sort of welcome center testing area bar. And it's gorgeous. I know. Hi, everybody. Well, hi there, Liz. Liz Wilder here. And I'm Tim Larson. And this is Life's 3x5's Another Unpredictable Podcast. And we are at Whiskey Acres yeah, just in so, DeKalb, just south of DeKalb. Yeah, actually. just south of DeKalb, Illinois. This is my old stomping grounds. I went to Northern Illinois University. Oh. I graduated in 82, so that tells you how long it was. <laughs> but You know, of course, there's a lot of stuff in DeKalb that wasn't there when I was there. Mm -hmm. And this is one of the gems that I'm sure a lot of the local people going, oh, God, we had no clue. Because it's in the middle of nowhere. It is. Well, it's the farmland. It's Nick and it's Jamie and it's Jim. Jim Mm -hmm. is the dad. They all started Whiskey Acres in 2013. Uh, This room was in 2019. They built it in January 2019. So they, they ramped up. You know, after they sort of got their feet wet and they got all their tanks in and stuff. This was not his first rodeo (laughs) at giving a tour because he has everything so well scripted. And when somebody gives you a potato chip, there are some people that will give you the history of the potato chip. It's like, I don't care about the history of the potato chip. Just give me the potato chip. On the other hand, this I was completely interested in because I know nothing about whiskeys and bourbons. Nothing. So everything was all new. And so whiskeys and bourbons. Yeah. Here's the one quote I have to say. Here we go. All bourbons are whiskey, but not all whiskeys are bourbon. Yes. I think I got that yes. right. And I Nick, usually flip-flop that around. And Nick confirmed that. Do you have a toast, by the way? Because oh, oh, Nick do, made do, do. us bourbon slushes, and these things are wonderful. No. So this I, is really good. Are you I ready could, for this one? I could drink five of them. Wow. And, you, and you know what he told us? He go, you know, We came down here about 1 o'clock. Jamie Walters is one of the owners, and he told me, he says, you know, 1 o'clock is going to be good for us, and I think it'll be good for you. And I go, what are you talking about? He goes, well, you're going to want to come down here on a full stomach. Which we did. <laughs> because nobody wants to get all liquored up on an empty stomach and then drive back home. So we sort of planned it out really nice. But these slushes are fantastic. Yeah, they're good. And by the way, the recipe is on the website, whiskeyacres.com. There you go. Might be great for the Super Bowl. Just in time Kentucky for the Derby. Super Bowl. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So here's the toast today. Okay. Another day. Another bender. No <laughs> retreat, no surrender. <laughs> Cheers. Pretty good, huh? <laughs> oh, God. So does that mean this whole episode is going to be drunk stories from way back? Because uh, I have them. I I don't remember any. So yeah, there you go. I, I did. You know, I too much. I killed too many brain cells. We, I, I never really went to big parties. You know, where they would have gigantic parties on the weekends with wherever at at the university. Because I was working the front desk manager for the housing at the dorm, Mm -hmm. and I was driving back to WROK in Rockford and doing three shifts on the weekends. Oh, so you were busy. I wasn't around. Yeah. Yeah. 
And, you know, when you pack up everything at midnight on a Sunday and then you drive back down here in the winter and you've got an 8 o'clock class, that's just stupid. So you didn't go to any big parties. Well, I was a sorority girl. So oh. yeah, we oh. did. We went to oh. lots of parties. All righty then. Yeah. And then, you know, especially my, my freshman and sophomore year, because, uh, you know, you're trying to meet everybody. And yes. And you're brand new and all that yes. stuff. And yeah. And then, of course, your junior year, <laughs> you know everybody. And yeah. senior year, so bye-bye. So but you yeah. have to pass the baton a little bit. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I did a lot. We had a birthday party one time for a guy whose nickname was Kuba. And his name was Pete. Can't remember his last name. Something Polish. We had a, a birthday party for him in our dorm room. Well, you know, those things are like a prison cell. They're are like they? Eight by, oh, God. They're like eight by eight. Good okay. Lord. And, of course, now the furniture can be moved. So you're, you're <laughs> what, restricted. What, is it nailed down or something? Well, yeah, back then oh, it was. Wow. Now there are all kinds of move them around and get all kinds of fancy. But back then okay. it was stationary and that was it. So. Here's what we did. <laughs> my roommate, who is now my brother-in-law, okay. after the party was all done, after everybody left, he walked my sister back to the girl's wing because it's two in the morning. So I was left to clean up, which I had no problem doing that. I'm walking around getting all these beer cans and drink glasses and stuff like that, and I took a popcorn bowl and I poured all the backwash in oh, there so, so then I could go dump this popcorn bowl oh, okay. in the toilet. Okay. And then okay. I'm throwing away empty cans and empty cups gotcha. and empty bottles. Gotcha. Okay. So you see, and I no recycling at that time. No, no, no. But I had some <laughs> forethought that yes. I didn't want to throw everything in with a bunch of water and liquid. You have and a whatever. sloshy, yeah, just sloshy a, garbage yeah, bag. Yeah, just a mess. And it smells bad too. Yeah. Okay. Yes. When I dumped all this stuff in, it had a very, and I can remember this distinctly, it had a very distinct unique color oh color and color smell. yes i go god wonder what this tastes like oh gross so on the way to dumping this in the toilet shouldn't that be a big indicator that you shouldn't drink it if it's worthy of the toilet and i drank it okay so i dumped this i didn't drink it all but i dumped it in the toilet and i came back to the room i passed out in front of the door so when the mike, door to your room yes so when mike came back he couldn't get in the door because here's this fat-ass guy sitting... Dumb-ass yeah, fat-ass dumb, dumb yeah. And so he had to go at 2 in the morning and wake up other people and get them to help push me, push the door out. And, of course, the bed was configured in such a way that they had to push me under the bed in order to get in the room. And that's what he did. So you woke up under the bed? I did. Under the bed? I did. Oh, my I did, because he was not going to put me on the top bunk. That was my bunk. You know, oh. there were bunk beds back then. That's right. That's right. Okay. There's no way somebody's going to put me up there. One, because, hey, you kept me out of the room for a half hour. That's oh my God, <laughs> sort that's of what happened. Funny. By oh, the way, you know, yes. these, um, these uh, bourbon slushes that Nick fixed for us mm -hmm. have a very unique straw in them. Did you I know. I noticed that? that. I love that. And do you know what that is? It's wheat. Yes. It's just a straw. It piece is. A piece of wheat. I'll tell you, they think everything through here. Yeah. And it's biodegradable. You yeah. know, it's natural. Yeah. I really like that. And That's still really functional. Cool. Still functional. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you have a plan for the Super Bowl? You had mentioned the Super Bowl when you're talking about slushes. Well, no, I was just thinking, oh, this, well, first of all, we make, my mother in law makes a slush at home and it's really pretty good. But I think Nick was right. His is way better. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know what the secret ingredient is. It's the whiskey. <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah, it's really good. Do you bet now, on the Super Bowl? Uh, not on the Super Bowl. And I do on the horses. Oh, for the, the Kentucky, Kentucky Derby. Derby. Yeah. Okay. But I don't I don't do that. Kansas City Chiefs and Philadelphia Eagles. 
Ooh, I have to go with Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Got to go mm-hmm. Missouri. Yeah. Eagles are favored by one point. Are they? But the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes. Oh, yeah, I forgot about him. Okay, so okay. you know, like when I asked you, do you bet on the Super Bowl? I don't bet on anything. Right. Do you, d- so you don't no. do the little squares or anything? No, no. like a football okay. pool? Yeah. No, because I, I don't know anything. I mean, both. I know, but that's just a number. I, that's I, just a number. Yeah, I understand. I, I know it's sort of like that. It's wherever the cow's going to poop. Right. You know, you pick a square. But do you realize they bet on everything in the Super Bowl? I know. There is a bet now, and they, they've probably done it before, as to what color the Gatorade is going to be when they dump it on the coach at the end of the game. Get out <laughs> no. of here. Serious? And, and yes, and based on past experience, now how could they not rig this? I don't know. But based on past experience, you know, yellow, green, blue, orange, whatever, red, they've got odds on this. And there are people that will lay down 20 bucks on what the color of the Gatorade's going to be. Well, that's be. like heads or tails on the coin flip. It, it, you know? Exactly. Is it going to be heads or is it going to be tails? That is exactly is it. Is it going to fall on the ground? I mean, <laughs> by somebody's feet yeah. or what? You know? Yeah, that's exactly it. Oh, my gosh. I, I just don't get that whole world of... Betting? Yeah, I just don't. I really don't. Well, it's like a lottery ticket. You know, do you buy lottery tickets? No. Okay, well, then there you go, because it's like it's like buying a lottery ticket. You just never know. It's that, that chance. It's all chance. Yeah. Hey, can I tell you a little story about after my radio days, after my college days, we had a bar client down here in DeKalb called McCabe's. I don't know that one. Very okay. popular bar up there by Red Lion. You know, this is back in the 80s. So they were a client of ours for a very, very long time. And about every quarter, we would brainstorm on a new phrase. And, you know, when they would buy into that phrase, they would buy everything, T-shirts and koozies and hats and buttons and bumper stickers and everything else. <laughs> so it was all contingent on that new phrase. And okay. then they'd restock everything. So here we are brainstorming back and forth. And it, I wish it was my idea, but it wasn't. And one of the owners said, um, I, I think I've got it. And I go, okay, let's hear it. And it was liquor, L-I-Q-U-O-R. Like l- the drink, liquor. Liquor. Okay. At McCabe's, she'll love it. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. It was the best-selling phrase ever. And I think they were a client for 27 years, something like that. Best ever. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, you know, it's all those jokes. It's all the, the alcohol jokes like that, too. It is. It mm-hmm. is, yeah. Do you know any moonshiners? Uh, my nephew, he did some moonshine. Oh my God, was it good? It was. It was like drinking straight alcohol. Of course, it's what it is. Moonshine, yeah. straight alcohol. Yeah. And then, of course, when we go to Sturgis, we get some moonshine there too. Mm. That was yummy. Did you ever know actual moonshiners that ran like old time moonshiners? That- like in my head, where I see them with the big old beard and the <laughs> yes. hats. Yeah. You know, the old Western hats and yeah. that distillery that trying to hide it. Uh-huh. No, but I have seen it on TV. You know, I watch the show Moonshine on TV. <laughs> I almost put bourbon slush up my nose. Oh, my God. I but think, I don't know anybody personally. I, I think no matter what topic I brought up, you could go, oh, you mean like this? No, 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 no. No, but I've seen it on TV. Well, yeah, no shit you've seen it on TV. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, now why do I need to know about moonshiners? Because we're at an alcohol place. <laughs> well, yeah, I thought maybe you had. I you do. Knew, do you know one? I, well, I did. Oh, I did. They're, did they've, he die? they've since passed away. Uh, this uh, is a very, very long time. Poisoning? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, who knows? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to make it through this show today. But anyway, this is in Western Virginia. Okay. Right down towards the tip, in the middle of the mountains. 
My dad's side of the family has lots of Southern Baptist pastors in the family. Oh. And by lots, I mean a dozen. Really? Oh, it's crazy. Rumor has it, and I can blame my cousin Tony Wolf for this. Oh, boy. Rumor has it that one of those pastors cut a deal with this neighbor, quote unquote, you know, they got big properties, so mm-hmm. the neighbor's not right next door to you. And nothing he, is fenced off. No, of course not. Yeah. So he cut a deal with him for some easement through his property okay. to make the delivery of the moonshine more oh. efficient because he could just cut across the mountain. Oh. In exchange for sizable periodic donations to his church. Okay. Are we it. talking about sizable donations in money yes. or in alcohol? No, money. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 So there you are. Every time he would watch him sort of prance through, the cash register was going off. Exactly. (laughs) That's hilarious. I wonder how much it was. I don't know. But yeah, but back then, probably in the 60s, maybe in the 50s, you know, it probably didn't have to really amount to much. Oh, that's true. You know, and the offering plate and those back mountain uh, churches were, I mean, if you tossed a 20 in, you were doing something really, really big. So it probably didn't have to be much, but he cut a deal one way or the other. Yeah, big time. Yeah. Whiskey Acres considers itself farm crafted. Okay. Like you said, it was from seed to spirit. Where right. did you see that phrase thing? Can you read that? Because I can't see it oh, over sure, my shoulder. Oh, sure. Sure can. It's seed to earth. To harvest, to mash, to still, to barrel, to spirit. So that's the whole progression of what it is. Very cool. Isn't that neat? I just love that. And did you know that it takes five years? Mm -hmm. I did not know that until he just told us today. Mm -hmm. Blew me away. Do you know these guys down here in DeKalb, they also even use the limestone water that is underneath the property to do their whiskeys? This one? No, I did not know that. Now, I mean, it's one thing if you're harvesting the corn. Right, right, right. But they have thought it through on so many levels. Well, and you know what? They use the corn. In fact, shh, it's not ready yet, but Nick said that they have, uh, <laughs> I shouldn't even say it, but they're going to have a really, really great bourbon coming up in, mm-hmm. what do you say, this year, next year? Mm-hmm. This year. I forgot, this year? Make your point of coming here. So much so. When he described how they were going to make it and where the mm-hmm. origin was, I said, well, is that something that you would enter into a contest? And we see all these medals that are above the fireplace. And he said, we're going to win, win it. it. They're not just going to enter it. They're going to win it. Yeah. I said, well, yeah. Okay. okay. And that then. was a positive one, too. Yeah. You know, they've been distilling here one level or the other since 1897. That blows me away. Just blew me away when he was talking about and, that. And think of that. They say that their whiskey is also approachable. What does that mean, approachable? Well, I can relate to that because I'm the lightest weight that there ever is. I drink light beer. I take a sip out of something because I'm just such a lightweight. You know, I get hammered very, very quickly. Well, I think that, and he described to me this later later on when I was buying some of it, uh-huh. he said that it's it's not threatening because most people with my palate, which is a zero palate, palate right. will, will see it as threatening. Okay. We'll see it as harsh. We'll see it as you're drinking gasoline. Right. And it's not that way. It's just, very smooth, Just right? the way they do it. And they're, they're making it out of this particular system with the corn. Mm-hmm. And so I just think that that's a really good marketing ploy to say that they're, what is otherwise hard alcohol is approachable. 
So oh, good so, idea. So, so but it, it is, you know, but it, it tastes it tastes very smooth. It you does. would not See? know. So yeah. it lives up to the marketing. Yes, obviously. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And they've got flights here too. If you ever want to come in, check out the website because it's called whiskeyacres.com and we'll put all this stuff on our website, which mm-hmm. is life's three by fives dot com. And we'll put some pictures about the place and mm-hmm. just some you know, the fireplace. Well, uh, it's just so darn cool. No, you know, I hate to laugh. What? But I can't help it. I hate to laugh in the middle of one of your sentences. But when you <laughs> but when you say we're going to put all these pictures up and everything, you know what immediately went through my head? It's not like you said anything wrong. It's Uh-oh. just you reminded me of something. <laughs> We've got a picture of Liz and I standing next to a bunghole. <laughs> oh, Tim. You know, I cannot believe, first of all, it's a real thing, not on a person, but on a whiskey barrel. And I did not know that. I had no idea that that's what that was called. The little hole that yeah. all of the alcohol yeah. comes out of the barrel. Isn't that terrific? Bung hole. I mean, who would have thought? Oh, no. And it's a bung stopper, or is that what he called it? Or what was it? What did he call it? I, I guess. The bung stopper thing, whatever. That's the hole that puts it all together. Because when they, they cannot actually, um, how did he say that? He couldn't, they couldn't sell... Uh, the alcohol in the barrel, it has to be bottled. I'm going to buy a barrel of booze. you mm-hmm. got to take all that stuff out and put it in the bottles, sealed, mm-hmm. whatever, and then they have to seal that hole up. Mm-hmm. Now, what you do with that afterwards, when you take it home, that's up to you, but they cannot legally sell it. You could buy either between 108 or 280 bottles, depending on the strength of the right, alcohol, right. in that barrel, and they will sell you the barrel. Yes. And it's got the signatures of everybody that Which crafted is really cool. it, you know, and what date it was. And they've got a yeah. branded logo. It's really sort of cool. You know, when I was talking about a marketing ploy, do you have a drinking ploy? Do what you do you ha- mean by a drinking ploy? Like a, like a formula, like this is how I'm going to enter the room. This is like, for instance, you're a woman. So Duh. some, some people, <laughs> I know it. it took me <laughs> well, a, I don't know. These days you got to <laughs> say, what's your orientation? Yeah. Now? Yeah. You know, and, whatever. And yeah. then you say Missouri. So, <laughs> so, so some of them, they w- and this is guys too, I'm just picking on women, but they will enter a bar and they will have a plan as to how they're going to drink for free that night. Oh, you no, see I saying? don't think I, uh, that's not a conscious decision. Okay. I All do right. not consciously so, think so. So here's my ploy. Okay. This is my ploy. Oh boy. I'm not really a rye, a red wine, or a dark beer person. Given that, my selections are cut in half easily. Right. Well, they, those people, either at a party or in a bar or whatever, knowing that, they always challenge me to find out something I would like. Michael Simmons is a very good example. Tony Torby is a very good example. They'll say, here, Tim, try try this. this. Yes. And they'll give me all the big reasons as to why I should like it, and it's smoother, and blah, blah, blah. Here's one reason. It's good for you. Uh, Yeah, no. Sorry, I had to throw that in, because I always say that to him when I say, try this, Tim. (laughs) I never connect the two. That's hilarious. So nine out of ten times, they're going to grab their most expensive bottle. They're going to grab their oldest bottle, because it's the smoothest, and it's this, and it's that, and whatever the case may be. So I win, right? What do you mean you win? Well, you think about it. Because I walk in as the biggest lightweight drinking puss ever, I end up getting their most expensive samples. But do you drink it? I drink a little bit of it. 
I do. Yeah, I'm not going to say here. Pour so me. don't you? Do you leave a little bit in your glass, or do you even just? You no, leave that's most you. Of I know. I, no, that's, that's you. Because that's, that's what I do. Yeah. But yeah. when I taste this, whether I like it or not, I don't say, "Hey, pour me two fingers." Uh, yeah, I don't do that okay. because oh, 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 if you like that, then they grab something else. They'll go, then you're going to like this. So then they give me a sample of oh this, God. and they have no idea until they hear this podcast. <laughs> I know, right? Of my you're, ploy. Nah, yes. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> Can't do that anymore, Tim. You're you're dead. Well, dead in the water on that one. Well. You know, um, Tony moved to Kentucky. Yeah, well, he's so Kentucky. I know, but I don't see him that much at parties anymore. So, True. so what you about know. the other guy you mentioned? Oh, I see him all the time. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, bu- I'm busted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No and they more gi- on that one. And they give me all these backgrounds and stuff like that, and you know, they disappear into the secret closet with all the stuff that nobody gets to touch, and they come out with this stuff, and I'm going. What in the hell is back there? Oh, my gosh. Well, you never get to go back there because you're a lightweight. Yeah, right? Yeah. Hey, a couple of alcohol-related things, and this has nothing to do with anything, but I've got okay. alcohol stories in my head. I am a stockholder in Rick Nielsen's Rockin' Vodka. Rockin' Vodka? Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. Now, again, I don't know anything about alcohol. I'm just going by what they tell me. Right. So it could be a bull-faced lie. <laughs> it is one of only 18 vodkas that are made worldwide with sugar cane. Didn't know whether, oh, are you proud of that or are you sort of ashamed of that? I'm not really sure which the marketing ploy was, but they're proud of it, obviously. And Rick Nielsen, for those of you that don't know, was uh, one of the founding members for Cheap Trick, who's from Rockford, Rockford, Illinois. Illinois. Hall of Fame Cheap Trick. Oh, that's right. You can put that now. Hall of Fame. That's right. That's cool. You know, speaking of vodka and all that good stuff and the sugar, we don't know anything about it. When we were in, in there taking a tour, Nick actually pulled out a cup of I, I don't know if they called it mash. I don't really know what they called they did. it. Is it called mash? Yeah, they did. Which is sweet mm-hmm. because it's like, like he said, it's all the grains with the water mm-hmm. and it ferments and bubbles up. And after they add the enzymes is when it turns sweet because mm-hmm. the enzyme is eating the starch that comes up. And it really did kind of taste like oatmeal. It was, yes. And it was yummy. And when we climbed up on the ladder and looked in there, it was almost like a was, witch's brew. Well, and that was, yeah, that was the was, second one. Yeah, because it was bubbling. Yeah. And these are 500-gallon tanks. Oh, could not believe so it. So he really gave us the 50-cent tour. Oh, it was, it not was, the nickel-dime tour, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, no, it was really that cool. Was, it was amazing. So we'll put some of those pictures up on our website, lifes3by5s.com. And by the way, when you're out there, you can look at their website, which is whiskeyacres.com. Find out what's going on because they have a band here. I didn't know that they do that. They do. They have bands. They do on the weekends. They have, yep, special events going on um, all this month being February. They've got mm-hmm. some things happening mm-hmm. in March. and Because dry January is over. Yeah, right. So we're we're all in with February. You know, what's interesting about this place, too, is they have hot sauce and maple syrup and um, barbecue sauce. Barbecue sauce, yeah. But it's not theirs. They don't make it here. No, but it's made with their whiskey. And, you know, that takes me back to when I was going down to Virginia. And lots of times I will look for a brown sign, you know, like it's a state park sign. And I will look when I get tired, not necessarily when I need gas. It's when I want to get out and stretch. Oh, okay. And so I saw this one candy shop in Frankfort, Kentucky. I may have Mm -hmm. told you this story before. And they take either Maker's Mark or whoever it is, Mm -hmm. and they make bourbon balls. It's peanut butter and dark chocolate and stuff like that, and they put a half a pecan on it. But it's made out of the bourbon that they they supply, and then they make it for these people. They've been making it for decades for the Kentucky Derby. Really? Isn't that cool? Did not know that. And I've had those. Those are good. Yes. So now you know. Now I know. Yeah. And it's it's a factory that's over 100 years old. 
and they had this great big marble table. You know, like when you go in to Wisconsin Dells and you look through the window and they're doing the taffy yes, or whatever. Yes, okay. or the fudge right yes, there. Yes, exactly. It's just okay. like that. So it's this kidney bean-shaped marble table mm-hmm. that's easily seven feet by three feet, something like oh, that. Oh, wow. Okay. But it's like eight inches thick. Yes, yes. And it has survived two factory fires. Oh, wow. Yes, over their 100-year history, two well, factory fires. Marble is fires. amazing to do candies on. I've got a yeah. big slab of marble that I used to do uh, candied orange peels and candied citrus fruits and oh. doing the candy stuff on it. I still have that. Wow. It, it uh, gosh, let me think. I had it, and shoot, I've had it since 1990. Do you still use it? Mm, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, I'm not a dark chocolate fan. You know that because mm-hmm, it leaves mm-hmm. sort of an aftertaste. So I was a little reluctant on these bourbon ball things, and they said you will love the way they cancel out or complement each they other do. with the half of the pecan. Yes. Because the sweetness of the pecan. Yes. And sure enough. And I was going to say, well, since you like those, and I know you like the, um, what is it? Uh, fire what's the fireball fireball things. Yeah, yeah. it's not quite the same but aren't those kind of a, a dark chocolate or are those milk chocolate I can't no remember. they were dark chocolate they were dark chocolate yeah. okay yeah they sort of squirted in the middle of it like you yeah. would have a cherry type yes, candy yes, yes, from yes. brock's or something okay they squirt the whiskey in the middle of it okay do you want a fireball story uh yeah mm-hmm. and you know what mm-hmm. we ought to do a three by five card too fireball is, is is something that was sort of established i don't know why with this <laughs> fishing trip you can make it up and i'll believe I know, it. yeah that's true that's true well i'm about to liz oh, gosh. uh established up there at that hayward fishing trip that i go to yes oh, okay. yes 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 okay so uh between the nine of us that are up there we go through three and a half to four handle bottles of fireball mm. how many days uh, a week. Oh, oh, a week. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There's 12 people at the beginning, okay. and then there's nine people at the end, and I don't even want to explain <laughs> why that happens, but, okay. but that's usually the numbers every year. For some reason, somebody somewhere established this. When you're on vacation, you don't give a crap about what time it is. No. Oh, it's you, fireball time. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. So oh. anytime somebody just out of habit says, I wonder what time it is, oh. it's time to bring out the shots. Right. So and that's it, like the drink phrase. It, it, it is. It's a drink reaction. It's, a, it's a, like a drinking game. Okay. At NIU, let me just back up <laughs> just one second. At NIU, <laughs> the Three Stooges used to be at 11 o'clock every night, Monday through Friday, on WFLD in Chicago, Channel okay. 32. So we would come back from the library or come back from downstairs studying. And, we, you know, you sort of want to unwind before yeah. you go to sleep. So two or three of us would get together and watch the Three Stooges. <sighs> and every so often... We would have this drinking game where every time Curly would do a mannerism like woo 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 or whatever, yeah. we would we would drink a shot. Oh, really? So we're hammered by the time we have to go to bed, which made us sleep harder. <laughs> Get up a lot later. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, so getting back to the fireball thing. Okay. I did my little Googling, mm-hmm. right? You'd be proud of me on this one. I know, one. very proud of you. I looked up a fireball recipe. Okay. Because I'm prepared for any time somebody may say, what time is it? Mm-hmm. No matter what time of the day. Mm-hmm. So it was quarter to nine in the morning. Oh, wow. We had all taken our showers. We were getting ready to go somewhere, and we didn't want to be late. There was right. some kind of, we were at a musky tournament, and we had to be on time. So somebody says, what time is it? And I'm going, oh, 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 hang on. And I go in the kitchen, and I cut bananas up in slices. Okay. And I take cinnamon sugar and put it on a rim like you would a margarita. Okay. And I put the banana slice on the side of the shot glass. Okay. And I do a third fireball, a third butterscotch schnapps. Oh, my gosh. And a third Bailey's Irish cream. 
Oh my gosh. And it tastes exactly like French toast with maple syrup. Get out of here, really? I am telling you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And then when we do apple cobbler in the Dutch oven, yes. we always, right at the end, we always take a bottle of Fireball and, and put it over the top of the crust. You know, it's not quite done yet. We always empty a bottle on top of it. Ooh, oh my goodness. Well, baby, you know, baby. everybody, if you want to back that up a little bit when you're <laughs> listening, you're going to get that recipe again and try it. Then you have to let us know if it really does. Oh, it is. It's incredible. Okay. And, and I'll tell you what, I this is something I will admit that I invented was Tuesday night tasting night. This is probably how we lost the three or four people along the line. <laughs> oh, on your fishing trip. Okay. Yes, yes. Okay, gotcha. So we're in the garage or we're out on the shore or wherever we can sort of set up camp, and I bring my cooler. Well, okay. of course, we've already got the fireball. We've got the glasses and everything, and I bring a cooler. Nobody knows what's in the cooler because before I drive up there, I go to the grocery store, and there's a part of the grocery store where you can buy one bottle of something. Hmm. You don't need to buy a six-pack. It doesn't need to be a big bottle, and it can vary from anything from pickle juice to a Starbucks nitro coffee. Really? Yes. So I just randomly go down there and I pick out maybe a dozen of these individual bottles. Okay. Random as hell. Oh, God. Okay. And we do a blind tasting. Oh, my gosh. And some of it, like if you take Fireball and A&W Root Beer, uh-huh. magnificent. Really? But... Fireball and pickle juice. Oh, and gross. Fireball and red ball. Oh, so you have to do the fireball with whatever else half you and did. Half. Oh, okay. Half and half. I gotcha. I gotcha. It can get into a slasha thon. Kind of like when you're mixing those little jelly belly things that mm. taste good. You know, taste some taste good and some taste bad. One yeah. might taste like you get the two little white ones. One might taste like a, a pina colada and the other one tastes like old dirty socks. You or know, booger. or whatever, yeah, or a booger, or whatever, yeah, it's gross. Or like <laughs> vomit and something else, you know, this is gross. Yeah, we did that one Christmas time. My sister brought in these things. Jennifer's always doing stuff like I don't know if Jennifer or Mary, one of the two, but they were bringing in all of these little doodads, mm-hmm. and we each had to pick one. Okay, pick a green one, pick a green one, which do you have? You know, is it a pear, or is it a booger? You know, what does it taste? It? And you put it in your mouth and you don't know what it is. Now, do you put both of them in so it's a combination? Uh-huh. No, oh. no, 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 no. You just, you put them all, both of them in the bowl. Oh. And you just pick one out. Okay. Who has this? Oh, okay. I got pear. Yay. I don't have a problem with it. And I got, oh, God, this is a booger. Because oh, you, yeah. you do realize they have this chart. Jelly Bellies has a chart. I know, but that's, I know that. Yeah. But that's what made it more fun is because oh, we mixed it. You didn't know you what you were going to get. didn't know. Wow. Is, my is brother-in-law's the, heaving in the kitchen sink <laughs> and he got vomit. Is that the evilness of sisters to do I that? Yes. I don't know. It was just kind of fun. We all did it. You know, everybody was all around for Christmas. It was just a fun thing to do. Oh, my God. That's I got one nuts. more story on the Hayward. Deal. Okay. We were out fishing all day. This is when we were in high school. This is not recently. This okay. is 1976. So years and years and years yes. ago. Okay. So we had fished all day, and we had skied, and we were on tubes, and whatever has to do with water in a boat, that's what we were doing. Okay. So at night, we decided to go down the road and fish. The only thing that we were fishing, the only... The, <laughs> Have I, another drink, Tim. I know. The only thing that we were catching were bullheads. These okay. little bitty nasty skin bullheads. Yeah, I don't really know what... A, oh, okay. God. Okay. So... What happened about midnight is we ran out of peppermint schnapps. That was oh, the drink of God. choice back in high school. So stupid. Peppermint schnapps. So stupid. Well, one of us remembered that there was this bait shop that was also a liquor store. Okay. So we knock on his door at 1230 at night. He was mm. not a happy camper. Mm-mm. And, of course, we're trying to sell ourselves with, oh, hey, help, help. He goes, all right. 
And we clearly see the label on this bottle of peppermint schnapps, which let's say it was $17 for the sake of argument. He sold it to us for $52. $52? He did. He did. Oh, and, my and God. Well, serves you guys, right? That, for waiting coming up at that's exactly 12 o'clock in the morning that's or whatever. That's exactly it. And stupid enough, we were paying it because we just pooled our money together. Oh so we get back to the cabin. And back then it was a cabin because they okay. had not built the house yet on the same property. Larry, I think, gets this wild hair up his ass. I don't know what I did to him, <laughs> but he picks me up over his shoulder. Like a sack of potatoes. Exactly. And heads for the lake. What? Down the shoreline into the lake and tosses me off the boat dock into the lake. <laughs> it's like, what the hell did I ever do to you? So, of course, I'm, you know, and I'm three sheets to the wind oh and God. I don't need to be in a lake. So I crawl back up the yard and, of course, everybody's going, oh, you know, and it's the middle of summer. So you're not freezing or okay, anything. Good. So Ralph decides that he's going to help me because I take off all my clothes and everything, you know, and I'm drying off. Again, everybody's three sheets <laughs> to the wind. He gets a hair blower. And he's going up and down me, you know, trying, to, dryer, trying, trying to, to dry, dry me off. And I fell asleep. I don't know how this even happened. I fell asleep standing up. They have a picture of it with my head propped against an open cupboard door. <laughs> Bare naked? No. <laughs> oh, because you, you said you took your clothes off and he's drying you. Well, <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> okay, no. I didn't hear the part where you put your clothes back on. <laughs> That's maybe because I didn't say that part. I just sort of assumed you would think that I would not be standing there naked. So here's the end of the story. We all go into our beds. Again, it's summer. There's no air conditioning or anything. Right. All the windows are open. There's fans going everywhere. And, of course, we were three sheets to the wind. Right. So I'm in the same bed as Mike, who's now my brother-in-law. He wakes up before I do, and he's yelling, What in the hell did you guys do? Who did this? And he's ranting and raving. Because in the middle of his chest, oh, no. he was sleeping on his back. Oh, no. <laughs> Did you draw something on him? <laughs> no. This is even better. Oh, no. There was a basketball size patch of vomit. Oh, gross. So he had thrown up and onto himself. And the fan is blowing all this. Oh, gross. Yes. He assumed oh I didn't do it God. because I'm in the same bed as him. So he went in with Al and all those other guys in the next room. And he goes, what the hell are you guys doing? You come in and you throw up on me. Oh and they're going, what are you talking about? Well, as he's reaming them, he's standing in between them and their fan. So here's all this puke vomit smell drifting right into them first thing in the morning with a hangover oh, oh gross. it was so stinking gross oh. but you know without alcohol you don't have those stories do you oh, no i can't remember any of my stories <laughs> like i said it's not very oh, pretty gross. it's not intended to be pretty no not at all not at all well let's just change the subject and get on a three by five card <laughs> You know, I don't think you've ever done that to me before. But we're going to change it. we, we got to get away from the vomit. That's all there is to it. I don't think you've ever said, stop talking about that topic. All right, I'm okay. okay so this I, is the first I'm, one. This is I'll be okay, Liz. All right. Good, good, good. Because okay. here's, your, here's your three by five card question from Andy. Thank you so much, Andy. What is one thing that would make, what is one thing that you would, okay, let me read this. Andy, I can't even read your handwriting. What have a, have is one, one thing that would make what you're doing right now easiest? Well, right now, I think we're pretty easy. <laughs> Talking to my podcast yeah. partner. I don't know. I don't think anything would be easier than this. No, we've got a nice 
fireplace. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. We've got a bar Gorgeous to our left. Gorgeous spot. Yes. Plenty of sunshine today. Mm-hmm. We've mm-hmm. got our warm weather. Our bourbon slushes. Um, uh, what would be the one thing? Maybe having the potty closer than just three <laughs> feet away. <laughs> I don't know. How, I don't even know where the bathroom no, is right now. Let me let me answer Andy's question. Okay, Beth. you answer it. Would you want us to be doing this right here and every chair filled? Ooh, that would be fun. Because there's maybe room for what forty people in here, something like that. At least. Yeah. Would would that be a? Not that it would be easier. It would just be a druther. It'd be fun. It'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Not simplicity. It would. It wouldn't be any simpler or any easier. It would just be different. Yeah. And then and then would you be the type of person if you had money to burn that you would go next rounds on me? Mm-hmm. You would. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. Wow. if I had money to burn. Okay, so let's say you don't have. <laughs> <laughs> Here's Tim shifting. So let's say you don't have money to burn, but you have money to soak in vinegar, just as a comparison, because you don't want to burn it, but you're oh, going to damage God. it to some degree. And let's say it's maybe just a ten dollar bill. Would you buy me a drink? I would buy you a drink. Okay. But I wouldn't buy the whole entire room a drink. There's a lot of people in this room. Okay. And we don't know their drinking level. And we don't know them, period. Yeah. Well, I guess it wouldn't matter if you knew them or not because, you know, when you walk into a bar, here's a. You assume. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. you do. That almost sounded like a start of a joke, didn't it? (laughs) When you walk into the bar, there's all these bar (laughs) jokes. I got to tell you, I love the decor in this place, Whiskey Acres. I love it. And there's all kinds of little signs and pictures. There's a dartboard over there. But there is a sign over that says, I love it. You need only two tools in life, WD-40 and duct tape. (laughs) If it doesn't move and should, use WD-40. If it moves and shouldn't, use the duct tape. That is Isn't that the best? Why is that not on a t-shirt and a bumper sticker and Uh a billboard? Why isn't there a partnership between WD-40 and duct tape? Now that's a good question. They should call each other. Come on. Put it in the same container. Come on. Oh, they could sell it that way. Because no matter what okay. ails you. Uh, with the owners of WD, owners and <laughs> makers of WD-40 and of duct tape, if you're listening, there's your next big idea. I have a, <laughs> I was going to say thank you. And then you go, you're very welcome. See, you jump, I read your mind. You jumped to, oh, if you could read my <laughs> mind right now. We'd be in trouble. It would not be pretty. It would be, right. it would be pretty high on the vomit scale. So, you know Mike Rowe. Yes. Okay. Most people will know him through Dirty Jobs. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. he has a podcast now, The Way I Heard It. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to promo. I don't know how you would ever look up this exact episode. He sort of did them early on in sort of the Paul Harvey rest of the story format. Oh, yes. Yep. Okay. And it was WD-40. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. So it was invented sort of like Velcro. It was invented by mistake. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Do you know the microwave oven was invented by mistake? I did not know that. Mm -hmm. Well, that was a great mistake. Yeah. I don't know the details of it, but they were doing some things, and the guy had a chocolate bar in his pocket. And as he walked through the lab, it melted in his pocket. Oh. He goes, what the hell's going on? Well, it was the experimental equipment that literally put microwaves and melted the chocolate in his pocket. He must not have had aluminum foil wrapped around. It must not have been a Hershey's bar. It wasn't contained. I don't know. Oh, wow. See, I have those useless tips of information. Well, this is kind of fun. And I have this little thing that I'm looking. There's a board over here that has all kinds of jokes on top of the uh, big world map that's got all the pins in it, which we have to look and see if somebody's got ours in there. Yeah. Get this one. It says, when life hands you lemons... Make whiskey sours. <laughs> Pretty cool, huh? W.C. Fields said that one. Did he really? Yes. Wow. Did you see 
in the new configuration outside Wrigley Field, there's a bar. I don't think it's Jack Brickhouse's bar. Maybe mm. another one that they have a message or phrase. Uh, they have a board like sign that? Sign like that, only it's gigantic. So it sort of looks like uh, the Wrigley Field scoreboard. Oh, wow. You know, where you got the little squares yeah, for yeah, each yeah. letter. Right. Like they have numbers. Right. And it flips every so often. And it's mesmerizing because you could sit there. <laughs> you're standing while you're watching yes, it. Yes. <laughs> and you just keep drinking and just uh, not knowing if these things are going to repeat. Oh, wow. Yeah, just like this one does. Oh, wow. Only it's gigantic. So it was sort of reminiscent of Wrigley Field to see this thing today. See, and I haven't even, I have not been to Wrigley Field in quite a while. Oh. So I'll have to go back again. I'll have to go back again and look. I think we need to do a road trip. Oh, that would be a good one. Yeah, if you bring your jersey, I'll bring my glove. If you bring your hat, I'll bring the... I could do it. I could. Your hat? I, yeah. Okay. Or huh? we might have to bring your dog named <laughs> Ivy. Yes. See, I'll tell I you what. Be fun. I can't wait. It wait, is. Can't wait till you get your pup. It is 10 days and counting. Woohoo! Yeah, yeah. I, how would this work with a puppy at a podcast? Come on. How would this work? Mm. They're, they're 90 miles a minute. You just hand them to me and I will hold her oh. and she'll sleep in my lap. Oh. See, just like this. Just I oh. would just be petting her. Okay. Well, we'll see if that works. <laughs> okay. Uh, Otherwise, Sandy gets to come and help with the dog. Oh, she could. She could yeah. be the puppy babysitter she and then we just sitter. make reference to her. Okay. I don't know. I might have to hold her if she's okay. as cute as you say she is. Oh, I'm telling you. She's, Can't she's, wait to see she's her. She's pretty cute. Hey, I'm going to pop quiz you a little bit. Uh-oh. Do oh, you gosh. know who Foster Brooks is? Yeah, the glasses. Oh, that's Foster Grant. Mm -hmm. That's my Foster mm -hmm. Grant. I was going to let you just hang there a while. Uh, no, okay. He's a comedian. Oh, well, obviously, yeah. I guess I don't know who well, Foster Brooks is. Do you, okay. remember the, do you remember the Dean Martin roasts? Do you remember those? Uh, Kind of. And they would roast John Wayne and uh, Don Rickles and all those people. It was a TV program. Uh, okay, yeah. uh, not really. Well, they would have people, and they have versions of it now, but they would have people and just come up and just ream whoever the roasting people is, you okay. know, whoever that person is. And Foster Brooks, nine times out of ten, was on that panel, no matter who was being roasted. His comic act was that he was completely blotto. He was completely drunk. Huh. And this guy was probably 75. Oh, wow. And he would stagger and da-da-da-da-da. And he goes, hey, did you guys know? I don't know why this sticks in my head, but you guys know that that we have something in common. And he points over to Don Rickles. Oh, okay. And, of course, everybody's looking around going, what would they have in common? And he goes, Comedy? well, I slept with his wife. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that, that's the kind yeah. of stuff. Okay. But no, if, I, don't, I don't remember him because oh, didn't, I didn't watch a lot of that stuff. I'm telling you, he was the best in, ambassador for alcohol-induced entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, you know, the minute he steps off, it, he turns the switch off. Oh, and then he's regular. Oh, yeah. And you don't recognize him when he's regular. So just put Foster Brooks, Dean Martin Roast on YouTube and you will be entertained. And don't get it mixed up with Foster Grants. <laughs> you may have been wearing them. You never well, know. Well, yeah, you know. Yeah. You never know. I have to check that one out and see. <laughs> I do not know that for a fact. That's one of my loosey-goosey facts. You know, you know. sometimes when I tell you something, you go, nah, I don't quite believe that. And you have a reason to do that. Because it's not always true. <laughs> no, That's it's not why. always true. No, not at all. I know it. I know it. Well, I am looking right over your shoulder at this recipe. It's called a bourbon kiss Oh, my. Yeah, doesn't that sound good for, for uh, February? Muddled strawberry, lemon juice, maple syrup. What? A splash of club soda and grenadine. In a drink? In a drink. What is muddled strawberries? You know, strawberries that you pound. In the, you I pound mean, like guacamole? Kind of. You know what a, a 
mortar and pestle in? Yes. Okay, so it's like muddling them. It's just smooshing oh. them a little bit oh. to get the juices and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But obviously you have to put bourbon in that drink yeah, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's what that is. But that wow. doesn't that sound good? So are you going to bring that instead of carrot juice next time? <laughs> oh. <laughs> you see how I planted the seed right there? She, he did, he did. Uh-huh. I don't know. I might have to go back to that website to whiskeyacres.com and look up the slush Oh, the recipe? recipe. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, but, you know, he said, if you're going to do it for Super Bowl Sunday, you have to have it all ready like Friday. on Friday. Yeah. Or it won't have the right consistency or, yeah. or something. Because alcohol doesn't freeze. You know, it doesn't really freeze. No, but I think it's to ramp it up to the slush part. So you have so to give it longer. it's kind of slushy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I just threw up in my mouth, by the way. Oh, I thought we were off that subject. Well, no. Gross. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I didn't even give you a, well, you a know, jelly belly that well, you know, well, you know when you hiccup a little too much? <laughs> that's what happened. Cut you off, Tim. You're, you're cut off. <laughs> they don't do wine here, but do you want to hear a wine story? Oh, sure. I'll do your wine wow. story. <laughs> wow. Wow, yes. I know she was yes. trying to be funny about I whining, was whining, but the underlying is that no, Tim, I do not want to hear another story from you. That, That's not it. It oh, was the joke. Okay, because I was trying to remember what the joke <laughs> was. But, uh, I'm not good at telling jokes, so forget it. Go ahead and tell us the story. You're good at telling them. You're not good at I'm remembering not good them. Remembering <laughs> to tell That's them. Right. Yeah. That's right. I heard this story, and again, you guys know I get half my stories details correct, but you get the gist of it. You get the sexy part of it. Okay. So they found these wine bottles overseas. Who's they? These undersea explorers, like Jacques Cousteau-ish people. Okay. They found this underwater wreck that had hundreds of wine bottles in there. Oh, fun. From God knows when. Well, they brought them up. You know, they get people's permission or whatever the case may be of this shipwreck. Mm -hmm. And they bring them up. And they realize that they are just unbelievably fantastic. Hmm. And here's why. Because there is that gentle sway of what's ever under the ocean. And so now they take wine bottles and they put them down there for X amount of years. Then they bring them up after they've had a different kind of aging. Wow. And they sell these wine bottles because they taste better and blah, 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 blah. And they got the sexy story behind it. This $10 wine bottle on shore would be $58 after it's been underseas. Is it corked? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Oh, yeah. Because I'm like, ooh, that would taste gross if you had a little bit of whatever in it. (laughs) You don't like fish wine? (laughs) No, crazy. But, you know, speaking of bottles, do you know that they here at Whiskey Bottles, they uh, Whiskey Bottles, Whiskey Acres, they use their bottles. Yes. They convert them into candles. Yeah. Which I did not know. And it's really cool. They smell really good. Yeah. So if they get a bum bottle of some sort that they can't fill... They find reasons. They recycle like nobody's business. They do. They think things ahead of time. This is not your grandpa's bar in Wisconsin where they just no, where they just sort of throw things together and you know you put all kinds of goofy crap on the wall that has been just accumulating over decades. These guys have thought everything through, and that's that's sort of the sexy appeal to why we came down here. I know it. I yeah. Know. Okay, yeah. so I had to go get these bottles and get are these. You, uh, oh my god, candles. are you stealing those? No, I'm not. I'm oh making you smell it. Just smell it. Doesn't that smell good? Oh, is that I vanilla? I know it. Is that, that vanilla? Good? That is the, like the buttercream vanilla <laughs> thing. And then smell that. One. Is that liquor? Yep. Is it really? It is. Okay. It is. This is the straight rye whiskey, and this is the Whiskey Acres Farm Crafted Vodka. Wow. Candles. Very, very nice awesome? idea. 
Yummy. Yeah, that would be good. This has been really, really good today. And thank you so much for uh, Jamie Walter. Thank you so much for uh, Nick. And what was the guy that was actually distilling? Was his name Dan? Dan? He's, he's watching the liquor ferment. And I didn't realize this, but they they have to stay there. It's not automated. So right. it is by hand. Right. And that first barrel that we saw that makes the mash, the, re- mm-hmm. the one that smelled or tasted like oatmeal, mm-hmm. it takes five oh. hours. He has to be there to check it. And then they pump it into the then next one. Go to the next one, yeah. But okay. he's got to be there. Isn't wow. that crazy? You know what I thought the weirdest thing about the tour was? And I don't know the, the place, so you're going to have to help me out on okay. this. But you know that great big copper vat that was right there? And then the vapors came over and then came down. And he pulled out sort of a, like a, a basting. Like a tube. Yeah, uh. like a, yeah, like a basting thing in a test tube. Yep. And he put it on the palms of our hands. Yes. Well, I thought he wanted us to Lick taste it. it to oh, drink I did. It. I tried Did it. you really? Uh-huh. And, and all of a sudden, all he's doing is smelling it. And then he didn't pass us a towel or anything. We applied it to our hands just like it was sanitizer. hand sanitizer. I know, right? Yeah. It all comes out clear. And I said, well, then where does the color come from? He says, well, in bourbon, we do brand new oak barrels that are charred on the inside, and that's where the color comes from. And I had no idea. None. Wasn't that cool, None. though? None. I know. So oh. let me apologize to Michael and to Tony because, oh, God, this is going to be so bad. What? Because cause I've known him for a very long time. Both of these guys will give me the history of whatever they're going to let me sample. <laughs> I retained nothing. From them. From them. Because everything today that Nick said was all brand new. Brand new to me. Funny. And I'm going, oh, God. That's because you hadn't been drinking before. You're well, probably drinking with your buds. You know, and honestly, before, I, I didn't care that much. You know, so, okay, I know bourbon's from Kentucky. That's about as oh, far as I go. No, Not the anymore. here. I know. Illinois. You know, it's better in some instances than the ones in Kentucky. Yes. And what was it that they said? Oh, wait a minute. I wrote that down because I thought that was so cool. They, Kentucky gets their corn from Illinois. <gasps> I bet they get their scraps. They keep the good stuff here. <laughs> so, if you're trying to buy Kentucky bourbon... <laughs> Come over to Illinois and Whiskey Acres get the best stuff. So now, oh, what? here's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> because these Shh, guys don't tell anybody. Because these guys, these guys are gonna ream the shit out of me, oh, right, for not retaining anything. <laughs> so I'm gonna get like your little beakers or something, you know, little screw tops. I'll get like an oh, old, okay. I'll yeah, get yeah, an old yeah. peanut butter jar or something. And in the summer, I'm gonna go fill it full of corn, mm. and then I'll just ship it to them. Oh, what's this about? Well, you know, Tony. You know, if you really want really good bourbon, you're going to have to get your corn from Illinois. <laughs> well, how do you know that? Well, because I was actually paying attention to what Nick told me. Acres. Yeah, I was. I was. I think I really should buy a bottle and send it down to my cousin Tony because he has really been helpful with information over the entire year that we've done these podcasts, not just today. Yeah. And then um, I, I may send one to Tony Torby just as a jab. Oh, fun. Well, that means we got to go do some shopping then. We do. All righty. Well, thanks, guys, for hanging out with us here today at Whiskey Acres. Thank you. It's been so much fun. I'm Liz Wilder. I'm Tim Larson. And this is Life's 3x5s. Cheers. Thank you for joining Liz Wilder and Tim Larson. If you'd like to offer a conversation topic suggestion or contribute to the tip jar in support of this podcast, visit lifes3x5s.com. In the meantime, watch our Facebook page for more reasons to join us at another remote location 
for more unscripted stories on Life's 3x5s.